Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26 tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my partners. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the, build, in the building and B. Austin to be with us shortly. It's time to talk our ish, and y'all know how that goes. So grab a chair, a beverage, get your popcorn ready, and keep it locked right here in the War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com. Slash the War Room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about five minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air that you remember to check out archived episodes of our show. You can do that on our own network, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can get that at warroomsports.com. On the War Room Sports mobile app, we're also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, right here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, check it out. We're probably there. So, uh, yeah, do that for us. What up, Blueprint? What's the deal, man? Oh, man, you know, sit, sitting here trying to duck all these takes and hyperbole out here, man. Other than yeah. that, I'm good, man. That's difficult in 2020. They're coming at you <laughs> full speed all day, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just too much, man. I, I try to try to lay off of it. I'm saying Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever. Um, that entire <laughs> Ravens loss is on the bar. <laughs> until you find some of the things tweets. I'm sitting here reading right now. <laughs> You're yeah, the best quarterback know, ever until you find it. those old tweets. Then it's a problem. Ah, <laughs> yo. Yo, tweets last forever. Yo, everybody out there listening right now, go back and scrub your Twitter, yo. Right, because they're gonna find something. Funny thing is, he probably didn't like. He didn't even do anything to get looked up. It's just the fact that he's in the AFC Championship game. The fact that his name is is relevant for the weekend coming up. So people, hmm, let me see what Patrick Mahomes had to say back in the day. And now he's in trouble. Yeah, I'm assisted. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, um, Patrick Mahomes is getting dragged on Twitter right now uh, because of some tweets back in 2013 where he seemed to be uh, defending the Bull Zimmerman that killed Trayvon Martin. He seemed to be defending him um, just a little too much for for comfort for the people on Twitter in 2020. Um, What what was Patrick Mahomes back then, Jim? Like 14? (laughs) Yep, I Sixteen, either fourteen or sixteen. I don't know the exact age, yeah. but he was a young boy. He was, he wasn't in college. Yeah, so you know, it don't matter how old you are. You tweet something back in the day, people don't like. They gonna drag you for it. So that's what's happening right now. But let's get into some 
Hot Topics, because that's what we're here to do. So before we do that, got to let you know that Hot Topics are brought to you by MyBookie. You guys can make a lot of money sports betting at MyBookie. The NFL is in the conference championship round. You know that. And the NBA just crossed the halfway mark. But if you still haven't checked out MyBookie, go ahead and try that this weekend. Lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. You can join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. You guys are tired of getting runarounds and excuses every time it's time to collect on your bets. That's why we urge you to give MyBookie a try. You win, they pay out fast with no hassle. You're basically wasting your time doing business anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now. MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to a grand. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. Period. And we got B. Austin in the building, as we promised you. What up, B. Austin? <laughs> what a guan. What a guan. <laughs> All right, so. Yo, um, my bookie is the, is the shit because basically you get to cheat. And I've said yo. that repeatedly. I just can't get over it. You get to cheat. You can bet in the middle of the game. Where they do that at? Yeah. After nine and a half years. And and five hundred and one <laughs> episodes. B. Austin still sometimes forget that this is a family program, but it's all. Yo, <laughs> we from different kinds of families, so right? you know he he don't you know. It's like the we all from. It's like the uncle. It's like Uncle Murder wrap up. He start first bar. First bar he come on. <laughs> crazy, crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> um. All right. So look. Netflix has a new special that might, a new docu-series that might interest you guys out there. Of course, uh, Jimmy the Blueprint and I have already watched uh, B. Austin. I'm not sure if you've gotten to it yet, but the title is Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. This is a three-part docu-series. Each part is probably about 60, 66, 67 minutes. Um really good. Uh, I was telling uh, Jimmy because he told me that I needed to go ahead and watch it because I was going to wait till this weekend, but he wanted to, to rap about it a little bit on the show. Three Over three hours, you know, I did it all in one sitting. Um, I told Jimmy it, it was it was a easier watch to me than the Irishman because, you know, the Irishman was like three and a half hours. <laughs> I had to break that up into like three and a half days. <laughs> Plus, you know, I just, when I watched The Irishman, I just wasn't in a place, you know, I, all the family was home and all that stuff. I wasn't in a place to sit somewhere for three and a half hours and nobody looked for me. Um, but I had that kind of privacy to watch this and it was, it was compelling. So, oh, you, mean, you know, it wasn't oh, you hard to too? sit there. Huh? No, it, it wasn't hard to too? sit there and skate all your responsibilities and get caught up in this dragnet, this web. Yeah. Of Aaron Hernandez, Jim. What did you think about the docu series I mean, thus far? Well, not thus say, far. What did I you think say, about it? It's over. Yeah, I would say spoiler alert, but it's not really a spoiler alert because everybody know what happened to Aaron Hernandez, so it's not really spoiling yeah. anything. It's just more um, details. Yo, but what I can say is everything I thought about Aaron Hernandez and what he did and what happened was wrong going into this. I remember right. us making, you know, talking about it on the show because the media was saying, you know, he was a gangbanger and he was doing this, that, and that. And like, yo. Man, there wasn't a the one mention painted, of a gang. 
<laughs> yo, it, it, it's it's like completely something else, and yo, and I don't even know whether it was like to make you feel sorry for him, because part I'm not gonna lie, part of me did feel like yo, when you see his upbringing and his home life and like going in on his mom, then part of me is like I really don't have no sympathy for this boy, because. But then when you see like the whole injuries to his brain, that's what kind of like messed me up. Yo, he was only yeah. 24, cuz. Right, right. And he and basically with... had full-blown CTE when he died at 24. Yo, one of the worst so cases he... they've seen at 24. And when I see that, when I see how AB's acting now, and I'm not even joking, I'm dead serious. When I see his behavior, right. um, when I see Cat Straight just like, yo, I'm, I'm done playing in their 20s. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, this is real. You can treat, you can treat back to Vontez Bertha. You can, oh, yeah, that AB. Was, it was vicious. AB. Yeah, yeah. vicious. Vontez, yeah, he's he, he probably is. Um, yeah, so like, like Jimmy said, man, there wasn't a mention of a gang throughout this whole thing. They did press on one issue. That I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm trying to put it together to see how necessary them pushing the the homosexual angle was on this whole thing, because um, we had heard that too. So that's not a spoiler or anything either. But the way that they kind of pressed it in this docu series, I'm wondering how much that really had to do with the story. Or I was figuring, I was like, well, maybe when I get on and, and we talk about it, maybe Jimmy can, you know, I mean, the only thing I could open up I mean, a door for me that I hadn't gone through yet to see why I mean, it was so necessary to, to follow that storyline so hard. He had multiple guys who said that, you know, he he took their man hymen and they made sweet pain and love to him. So I, I, I'm not like denying that was a but I guess what they, the picture they were trying to paint, the way I took it at least, is that's where his anger stemmed from. I mean, he came from a father who was like the the, the super alpha male, who who's the right. person that got him in, in shape to play football, had him lifting weights and all kinds of drawing things that he probably would football have beat him to do. A pulp if he found out. Yeah, and his father's like uber old male. Like the way they painted the picture, his father is like yo. His father was like, yo, get home, my dinner need to be here, or you're going to get a black eye. He was like the uber, yeah. old school, like blue collar, you know, um, alpha male and his they, son. They also made it like sound like, they, they made it sound like gays wouldn't be safe in his presence. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I, and for his son to be someone who's an uber athlete, because that's the thing about it too, though, with the whole Aaron Hernandez, we forget how talented he was as a football player. <laughs> So, oh, he was he was right up there, right up there with Gronk. Um, so what you saying about the dad though? He wore a certain he wore he wore a certain type of he wore a certain type of undershirt that we commonly refer yes. to as yes okay yes and okay. for him to have a son who's his most talented son who has a chance to be a professional, but he just so happens to like grabbing his ankles for other boys. That probably would have like wouldn't have played out well. So, I, to me, that's the kind of picture they were painting. Like, this is the reason why he has so much pent up frustration and anger. I, I know, that, and, you know, and I under I understand that, you know, because they they played that out like in his trial. Um, even most even stuff like after 
he was already dead. Like they were playing that up. Um, one thing I thought, Jim, and and this might have been a reach by me, there was never really clear motive on why he killed Odin Lloyd. They just tried yeah. to sound like to me they might have been trying to throw that in there for you to interpret and come up with that on mm-hmm. your own. Like maybe this dude found out something about him that he did not mm-hmm. want anybody to know. So well, even one of the reporters speculated and the other reporter right there. One reporter speculated and the other reporter was like, She don't know where she got that from. Remember the one reporter was like Odin Lloyd, like, you know, walked in on him uh, you know, um yeah. you know. Yeah, busting yeah. it down for some some gentlemen, and that's why he had to go. And but they also painted the picture like this dude would be in a club, and you know people would be like, "Yo, it's in here." And next thing you know, he's trying to fight. He started fighting. Yeah, right. I mean, you know his saying? temper like, was his temper was like no other, because even though he got he got off for the double murder, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm being a judge here. All the stuff that I've seen, I think he did it. Um, dog. And he was at letting the, same the time, I mean, go to Florida. Yeah, I mean, you, the guy, the person in the car, the person that was driving the car says you did it. Now, the fact that he shot that dude too, like all of that makes me believe everything because it's kind of like, you know, this dude knew too much about you as well. So at any moment I'm, I'm where right. he seems like he thought you did the wrong thing, you had to let the blicky go on him too. Like I'm gonna cut to the chase. It's not it's yeah. not it's not one shooting. Like when they start uncovering stuff, the bull was yeah. a stone cold hitman and just know how to play. Like the bull was putting in work. Like the right. bull was yeah. catching, all for catching the car back in Florida. All for like all for like like the disrespect wasn't even that serious. And even the dude that you know, the witness, the dude yo, that he shot. Yo, the dude I'm was saying I'm gonna go ahead and drop I'm gonna go mm-hmm. ahead and drop my 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 theory on y'all based on what y'all are giving me, um, and oh. and and I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, and this whole thing may be a, but basically, are we saying that his behavior manifests itself because of him having to repress being a pickle tickler? Well, that's kind of what they were painting, but I think it was a combination of things. Which is what made the documentary so intriguing to me because it's like you you see this person who seemingly has it all. He had like the beautiful mm-hmm. wife. He had the home. He had a forty million dollar contract. He's a professional athlete, a young guy. So on the outside, he seemingly Shoot, he had, had it all. But then when you watch it, when you he had watch the it, smile you know, for endorsements. Like he probably was about to. Yeah, get he had a smile for endorsements. He played for like, he played for the Pants with Tom Brady. Like he seemingly right. had like everything in front of him. Seemed like and he was a hell of a player. But when you watch it, you realize, like, yo, how can someone seemingly have it all, but at the same time have it nothing? And I know that sounds crazy. Uh, you know, to, to quote to quote the uh, the late great Bob Marley, man, some people, <laughs> some people are so poor, all they have is money. But uh, it's like, it's it's crazy because you know, this this it's like you realize, like, dude, these dudes are real people. So we watch these athletes who play basketball, football. And we never know what they have going on in their life. So it also makes me respect people like a Tom Brady or Michael Jordan who are so anal about winning. Like when you have everything else going on in your life, life doesn't stop because you're a professional athlete. And it actually mentioned in the documentary, the lady was like, 
people won't know what do athletes do when they're not playing. Like, they have to occupy their time. It's just that some people occupy their time with things that aren't good for them. Right. Like murdering people. Um, like murdering, no, smoking it, weed, and, you know. It was it was really good. Um, and like you said, the fact that he was only 24 when he died and then they, you know, uh, looked at his brain, figured out that he had advanced CTE. I mean, it just tells you right there, like, you, you play football all your life. He's probably had it since college, even maybe even before then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really might have, you know, the fact – I mean, it, it's it's a mixture of everything, repressing his uh, sexuality, his dad passing away, um, you know, having CTE, like, all of that kind of stuff. You know, you mix that together. That's like a, a time bomb. Just waiting to go off, and yeah. this dude was calm about the things he was doing. He was doing though, it's like he laid a murder game down and then go play a whole NFL season with the Golden Boy, like like it's nothing, like no guilty conscience or nothing. Like, yo, even the prison dude, they was like, yo, when he came to prison, when he came to prison, they was like, yo, they was like worried about him. I'm in adjusted right away. Like, yeah, hey, I'm in prison. Like, like what it is. <laughs> they said he the moved prison from was like that. A sixteen thousand square foot mansion to a, a ten by ten cell and wasn't upset about it. So yeah, something you know, was a lot you know wrong crazy about that. The crazy part about that is like what the dude said. Like he moved to a ten by ten cell and he made, he made a comment like, "Well, at least nobody's asking me for anything while I'm in here." Uh, like, damn, mm-hmm. that's that uh, that's that more money, more problems. People must have been like, I, wow. I can't say this to again. Like he definitely a tragic figure and all the evil stuff that he did, like. The documentary does a good job of showing you another perspective and kind of making you feel sorry for dudes, like you said earlier. Like they, they did their job so, on that. So, like, so I when know, you see some of the I circumstances, you're like, damn, I feel like that wasn't the case. Maybe this was the same happened. time, but they, you know, but they also pull you back in when they start to talk about Odin Lloyd and show his friends and his family because that's yeah, yeah. you like level. Like, then it's like still somebody else world. missing. And all he did was allegedly walk in on, you know, him getting ground and pound, and he lost his life because of it, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, that boy was a deadly pickle tickler. Um, so with with this, are we? It sounds like the the documentary and and folks are look haven't watched it, and it's fifty fifty as to whether I will, but I know the story pretty well. What we're saying is that he wasn't a member of Sex Money Murder or the Nine Trades. That's, that's I don't know. Mention. Not a mention. It was never. It was never mentioned one time. But I remember the the media at the time. And then, like they, they didn't even see like he hung around enough people to to yeah, place him yeah, as a game. Yeah. Like go ahead. Like, I think boom, that was all part three of three friends. Because <laughs> his temper boom. was so bad. Like they were grasping at straws trying to figure out why. Um, look yeah. at his brain. Yo, the boy's the boy's brain looked like yo know, a, a smash Eminem like. Someone took an M&M and stepped on it. Like that's what it's like. You know, you know what I'll wow. tell you, Jim. The media back when you know we were actually going through this and covering this story, the media played that gang. They played that gang angle so well that until I watched the documentary, I forgot that the dude was from Connecticut. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you thought that he was from like. Right, and I think all of it. Hank said it wasn't like he was from a. 
California with uh with La Raza. He didn't grow up with La Raza. Right, he, right. he grew up in Connecticut. But that's the thing. Once they put that in your mind, you just start assuming things like that, and you're like, yo, I forgot. And it's like you know, we know where he's from. Like before we knew he was a murderer, you know, just what we do with football and all that kind of stuff in the draft. It's like we know where he's from, but they put this this narrative in your head. Like you just forget. Dog. This dude is from Connecticut. Um, I think all they did was look at the fact that he's Latino, he has tattoos, and he made uh-huh. the game down, so they just oh, they, immediately they, they, put the narrative out there that, that he's a gangbanger. This just reinforces for me, like, the power of media and also the scary part of media because, like, yo... I had a young boy that um a young boy also um you know I was trying try to help out guy who got murdered this year like in Philly because everybody murdered in Philly these days but that's either here nor there but the crazy part is um talking with his family yeah everybody shooting Philly except Ben Simmons but listen though in talking to his family and and, and getting and getting the idea of how everything went down right versus how the media covered it. It's literally two different stories. The media tried to make things so much more salacious than what it really was, that's but that's word. what people Ball. go with. So yeah. when people start hitting me, I'm like, yo, you young boy, this happened there. Man, this happened there. And I'm like, yo, it didn't even happen like that. Where they even said he was that, it's not even true. Like, I mean, it's like they, they paint this picture. So then when I see that, um, and Dev, I know your story, right? So then I, like, see the Aaron Hernandez, and I've seen it multiple times in my life where – they literally will just take a story that just sounds well. Like, so then it makes me think about what is true and what is true from what I've seen like throughout my life. Like, I don't mm. even know what to believe anymore. Don't know yeah. what to believe. No doubt. All right. So if you haven't watched it, you know Netflix owes us a check. So go to um, Netflix and check it out. It's called Killer Inside: The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. It's a very good three part docuseries um like i said it's over three hours but you really wouldn't think so because once you get caught in it like you're in it all right so let's Yo, go shout out to his, uh, chick, his chick was the ultimate ride or die i just want to say her ride shout or out die you know what did they ever officially get married because i know she's going by know. hernandez right now i don't, I don't know. know if that happened she or not. Yo, she, if you can li- listen though you can respond to my dm but that's either here nor there <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go to the phone line. We got the homie Tobias on the line. Uh, Tobias, what's going on, brother? You in the world? Roll damn tire, fellas. Roll, Roll damn, damn tire. tigers. Hey, basketball can't <laughs> walk, baby. Alabama blew out Auburn in basketball, and I didn't even watch. I just saw the highlights. But anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. but. Hey, this Al, this uh, Aaron Hernandez thing, so much for black men being the only ones on the DL on black women, huh? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, you know, my thing was, hey, Aaron, if, if you, wherever you at right now, up or down, uh, God, I, I made a Dwight Howard comment there, uh, but here's the Whoa. thing. If you are, like, here's the thing, what, you know, I forgot what year he went, he passed away, he died or whatever. Being gay now can actually make you more money. Uh, <laughs> you know how much money he would have made of being gay? Because the dude was a hell of, he was a Hall of Fame talent also at tight end. He was more of 
But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Tobias. That, that's an interesting point. But here's the thing. There was another guy on a documentary who was uh, played for the Patriots as well, who retired, who came in the closet. But he talks about how, um, how suppressed he's been his entire career and how he used to, like, act savagely and, and gain weight to be a big offensive lineman or what have you. Um, but he talks about talking to uh, his doctor, Shrink. And the Shrink's like, dude, you think you're the first NFL player to tell me that? Meaning, you know, meaning that there's several guys in, in, in the league who are, but there's still that stigma of, you know, playing football. You know, because football, like, what's, what's more macho than being a football player? Shout out to Kerry Rose. Shout out to Kerry Rose. Oh, yeah. He trying to hide it. He was wide open. Here's the thing. A lot of guys, like, there's a good many of them who probably are gay or whatever. And I always believe it's not my business to make someone come out or tell. That's because I, I have family members. We know the only kids, like younger cousins, that they, you know, on that side. But we're like, hey, you tell everybody when you're ready. It ain't my business. It ain't my concern. That's your life. Yo, at the, and, um, yo, at the end of the day, why, why, why do you care who somebody sleep with? Because you, you're, still, you're still a human being. Like, you know, that's your business. Yeah. I don't know, you know. And my thing is, why is it news? And why do we treat them like, like they are terminally ill cancer patients when they decide to come out? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, he's gay. Let's everybody get put a GoFundMe for a funeral. Dude, the dude just saying who they, who they decide to love. It ain't my business. The world still goes on. And, like, um, yeah. but one thing I want to bring up, though, I saw that picture Dan posted in the chat about, like, where, like, the shot, the average shot comes from the NBA nowadays. And to mm-hmm. me, people talk about NBA, yeah, when people talk about NBA ratings are down, how NFL keeps going up, I think part of it is that the NFL football in general, everybody doesn't play the same way. The NBA, everybody plays the exact same style. It's like it's like going to a corporate office. They, they pull you out and pull somebody else back in. And, uh, and I think everybody, like the, like the NFL, like Tennessee versus Kansas City, contrasting styles. San Francisco about defense running the football. NBA is everybody's crapped up in the three point line. And I think that kind of like that's I don't know if that's different. it though. There's so many things that there's so many things that go to that. I mean I in terms of the I've NFL, heard a lot of fans use the word boring lately. And I don't disagree on a day. Like, yeah, like I I've heard a few I know, fans. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that, but I don't know if that being a reason with the rate the ratings have been down for a little while. The NFL ratings went down and came back up. But I think that the NFL owns a day. Like, to literally own a day is is amazing, right? Mm. I, there's so many problems with the NBA, but one of the reasons why they legislated the game that way is people – there's some people that love the fast-paced style, the running gun, the free-shooting, the, the lack of deep – there's a lot of people that like that. The average fan likes that. Purists don't, no, there, there don't like a, that at all. There is something to be said about owning a day, though, because you know, like, yeah, well, you know, me and my boys on Sunday, we're going to do this. And, you know, NBA – once the NFL is done, they have their quote unquote, you know, best matchups on Sundays, but it's just not the same thing because you can still catch an NBA game any other day of the week. But that, but even when you if know you look at all the, the action the is going down on pretty much one day, you know, with the exception of the one game on Thursday and the one game on Monday, that's a good point. That's a good point. But no, I can't but go, say go, that go I disagree. The, go to the know NBA how, much, how much I love the NBA. Oh, good. Look at the rating in the NBA uh, from the regular season to the playoffs, and look at the change in the deep playoffs. And that's, that's another thing. Get because that's another thing, and it's a it's a negative because 
the way we, and I'm, I'm saying we, I know it's not us because we're kind of the exception when it comes to this, but the way we as fans have began to look at the game, like it's hard for people outside of what we think to get upset when dudes want to take off, you know, nights in the, and, and dudes don't play hard because we've made, we've pretty much by the way we cheer and the way we judge players, we've pretty much made the regular season mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I mean, you even hear it. You know, shout, out to, shout out to Phil. It's, it's not a whole regular season thing, but he's like, yo, the NBA don't even start until after Christmas. And then, you know, you got you know, guys you know, like us. We're waiting for opening night. Like, I watch NBA every day of the week, but I can't say that I disagree with people when, when they say the average NBA game is pretty boring because it is. I just love basketball. So it's one of those things know, where it's like a bad black movie. I'm going to watch it because it's black people in it. I'm going to watch basketball because I love it. But basketball is pretty trash right now. You know what I think, though, also? Uh, it's like, the, like, I think Jimmy called like how Michael Jordan ruined the NBA. Everybody talking about rings. Yeah, no one ever, yeah, because no one says Patrick Mahomes suck because he hasn't won, he's not going to win a ring. Well, people don't say Dan Marino suck because he didn't win a ring. Or he should, he should well, talk to him well, about being great. New people, great. new people do. New people yeah. never yeah. understand how great Dan Marino was because now that they're in it, all they're looking at is he never won nothing. So, so yeah, because you know, he's on. Because think about this, it. This is, a, this, is get, this is all part of getting old too, Tobias. Because I look like certain players now, and they're like, you know, part of the media, or I'll see them in an interview, and I remember how great they were. And, you know, talk to somebody young, and they're like, nah, nah. Like, cats don't even recognize, the cats don't even recognize that, like, a lot of these dudes that are Ian Tomlinson, Bersiason, like, like, a lot of these dudes, like, were hella players. People like, oh, that's the boy from TV. He's a broadcaster. Like, Tony Gonzalez is a broadcaster. They don't even play like, and they be disrespecting him. Like I'm like, he's, he's but they'll, but they'll know Joe Montana. They'll know Joe Montana because his name will come up in every argument because he won rings. Mm-hmm. So they'll know yeah, him and that's it. whether they watch them or not. Hey, it's like, like, like a lot of guys who were great players. They just they just get forgotten with time. Like it's, you would think that it was Michael Jordan. Nobody else was good, and then it was LeBron, <laughs> Duncan, yeah, and, and, yeah. and Kobe out here fighting. Kobe fighting yeah. himself trying to tell his own story. Fighting you don't want to be forgotten, yeah. but... Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but... I will. I swear we didn't get Bill Russell jammed down our throats, Pauls, the whole time we were coming up as kids <laughs> and Michael Jordan and then was trying to win. I, I don't... Like, I don't remember that. But now that Michael Jordan has won... That's like the benchmark. Like, people didn't win championships before him. I didn't, like, I really didn't hear Bill Russell getting. See, for me, you know, for me, and like being a young boy and going to the barbershop and talking to my father, old heads, like, they, they were from Philly, so it was a little different. All I heard was Wilt. I, I heard Wilt's story yeah. to the point where, like B. Austin said, I thought that Wilt was a mythical figure that really didn't exist. Because you know, you were old heads in Philly, and they. They start telling you real stories. It's almost like the, uh, the greatest man who ever existed. And the crazy thing is people from our generation and on, they act like Will is trash when you compare him to Bill Russell because now, because of, because of the Michael Jordan era, now yeah. rings are the only thing. So now yeah. all of a sudden yeah. Bill Russell is better than Will Chamberlain. But you know what, guys? Here's a problem. Don't know that answer. A lot of times with championships, 
Now, I'm going to go on the limb and say it probably wasn't luck with Bill Russell on the Celtics because there weren't a lot of teams and they were just better than that. You know, as a team. But, I that, but you know, throughout history, yeah, be the last man standing out of 30. You know what I mean? It allows, it allows for lazy intellectual analysis to just go to the championship because we know the people that make those arguments typically – aren't going to pull out the archives and watch players and analyze. So the easiest thing to do is create the lowest common denominator of championships. But for guys like us, the easy rebuttal, which doesn't always work because an idiot is an idiot, but the easiest rebuttal is so you think Robert Ory was great? Robert Ory Yeah, but for me, for me, right, someone, someone, Some who, someone who studied the game. Yeah. I've literally, I've literally, I've literally read Wilt's book and Bill Russell's book, and it's so much context to that. And even Russell admits it, like the context in terms of like some of the stuff that Wilt had to deal with that he didn't. And to Absolutely. be honest with you, a lot of it is because a lot of it's because he had Red Arback. Red Arback was ahead of his time, willing and and, doing, and making certain moves to to better that franchise. And you know, Red Arback almost had Wilt. Like literally, he almost had both of them. Like, cause Red Arback, yeah. like other dudes, really take it that serious, and Red was ahead of his time. So, yep. you know, and this this is why we talk about when we talk about sports now. Um, and and you know, you often bring this up, Tobias, when talking about your Buccaneers. It's not even just the dudes on the field, and that's what makes championships so amazing. Is because how many things you need to go, with and how you have to be on the same page from ownership, you know, the executives to the general manager to the coach, like. Everybody has to put the play, and if any of those parts are like you know doing something wrong, you can have a great team on paper, you know, with the uh, Vince Young uh, same team. But if you're not putting the right pieces um, in the right spots at the right time, and it's working from top to bottom, you still won't win. You still we see a lot of teams on paper. Shout out to the Cowboys, they often do it. Shout out to the Redskins, who did it back in like you know the 2000s. They had some paper champions, boy. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? I'll say this one thing also. Uh, look at the Miami Heat, for example. It's not even the LeBron years. Pat Riley is obsessed with They have a stable organization. And Pat's like, we they ain't thinking. And, and, and remember now, LeBron didn't want Eric Spolstra. Pat Riley, like, damn you, he's a good coach. And Eric Spolstra's proved to be a damn good coach. And, uh, and yeah. you got to have that from up top. I'm not blaming LeBron because I understand LeBron's on the schedule. And look what happened. Everybody talked like even the Lakers now. They get magic level and of the blessing in disguise. They're actually a well run team right now. They got a good coaching staff. They built a good team. You know, they may not win it, but damn it's still a good team. And I say this also, it's our rings, right? Joe Montana, right? Steve Young's better than Joe Montana, let's be honest. He has ain't got five championships, oh. four five championships. <laughs> He's a more talented player in my oh. opinion. Uh I think Warren Moon is one of the most underrated talents in NFL history. Oh, absolutely. Here's the only reason I may still take Joe Montana. And I used to hate on Joe Montana until I saw Joe Montana go to Kansas City and almost drag that franchise into the bowl. And they had no there. And he was making 
he was making play after play. I'm like, yo, I can't even hate on this dude. This dude is old man. He got kicked out of his ass, and he's about to drag the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. I'm like, yo, this dude is amazing. And um, I also saw Steve Young play uh, Tampa Bay, which is squad, but that's either here nor there. So, um, hey, yeah, I, I was sleeping. But, uh, but, but, you know, but, but y'all talking about rings. And, like, you like Michael Jordan. I always believe Michael Jordan's the greatest I've seen, but I never use rings. I always say, I always say his skill has un- always been underrated. I really don't think you have to, but you know, in today's day and age, it got to be a part of the argument. But yeah, because like, people, like, cause I always say his skill was underrated. Uh, and like, I, I think sometimes because people all they look at is like box scores, and some players just aren't gonna feel like he got look for example, what he's asked to do, James Harden, what he does. And by the way, Chris is having a damn good year so far. I don't see why he wasn't a problem. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's not, you can't just look at stats when it comes to people because stats only tell part of the story because you'll get errors, what they're asked to do. Because look at Steve Nash. How many point guards can do what Steve Nash did if you're on the Dan Tony system? You know? All of them. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All of them. Oh, no thing just because he, just because they playing well and he balling at Chris Paul, you know. It, it, it like his. It don't mean that he wasn't an a hole in his other stops. Oh, he was. Like he, but, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, like he no, might have no just finally come to the realization. Yo, yeah, he might have come yeah, to the realization like, all right, game. I got to change this narrative, you know, before I retire. So you know. Yeah. No one's ever questioned his game. People don't like to do. Yeah. yeah he is, he is he, his, his teammates, you know, they ain't got nothing to do with us. His teammates don't like it. I know, I know you guys yeah. got to rob. I said, yes, I know you guys yes, got to rob. You know, you got to say this. So, uh, I ain't like Rob. They're going to say that five times in a row. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I think sometimes that you, ha- it's like, okay, see, right? People say they was tanking. But, man, they did a good job of letting go Paul George and uh, Westbrook. And they got good young players to build on. And it seems like Billy Donovan, I'm not saying he's uh, Phil Jackson or Pop. But it doesn't look like he's a disaster after all. And, and sometimes you got to make those moves to let people go just at that moment, especially when the Clippers were so desperate. You get, it got over on them and hope, hope the best for them. But I still wouldn't want to live in Oklahoma City, though. Shout out to the nice people there. But yeah, guys, have a great day. All right. All right. We'll right. holler at you next week, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Skyview in the chat room, he said, uh, not so random. How is Jimmy Johnson a Hall of Famer before <laughs> Preston Pearson? Is that FOH? Um, Preston I don't know. You talking about crybaby Drew Pearson? No, nah, you talking about the running back Preston Pearson from from the Cowboys. Um, I don't know about Preston. Is that who you talking about? Who the hell is Preston Pearson? You talking about Preston or Drew? Who the hell is Preston Pearson? Yeah, I'm not that. familiar with that gentleman's body of work. Yeah, me either. I'm not familiar with Preston. Yeah, because the, the only person that, I'm, that, that I'm familiar with thinking that they were snubbed was Drew Pearson. So maybe you're talking about Drew. Yeah. I don't know. Preston Pearson, Drew should Pearson, he be in the Hall of Fame? Drew Pearson, Drew Pearson was in a, in a room full of – no, mind. But all I'm going to say is – Yeah, he meant, he meant Drew. Like he meant Drew. Man they, man, they broke my heart. Man, come on, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, being from where I'm from, I I, I feel I feel nothing um, <clears throat> for Drew Pearson. Didn't he try to play us out at the draft a couple years ago? Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, and then we got a Super Bowl oh, after that, and you yeah. ain't in the Hall of Fame. So FOH, Drew Pearson. Shout out to Harold Carmichael. Although, although, <laughs> right, I was looking. I didn't know that Ocho Cinco was here. Ocho Cinco should have gotten in. But, again, that's because you, like, look at uh, you look at the era they played in. Because um, I was looking at Ocho's numbers versus, like, Harold Carmichael's. And yeah, no, it's not close. It's like, but it's funny, though, because now, like, as time goes on, Ocho's numbers are a little trash because everybody in, in 2020, ain't no running back. Everybody passing the rock. So, <laughs> Yo, yeah. guys is winning the, rushing, have, guys have winning the rushing title with 1,400 yards. Yo, you want to have these like, like, uh, like, like Tyreek Hill, who passed Ocho Cinco. Well, Ocho Cinco was a clear-cut number one and, you know, dominated for his time. But you want to have guys like right. Tyreek Hill and – if somebody asks me, like, I'm not 100% sure on which way I would go, but I definitely think Ocho should definitely be seriously considered. I think there's a shot for him. Um, he spent some, he spent uh, a few years where uh, he was we're, we're, in we're the ever argument top, for best. Top, top three? Top I, three I, I, I put it like this. I think I'm it may have been a I year or two. Him, I was comparing I was comparing him to Harold Carmichael, who just got in. And he got, like, mm-hmm. his numbers are far superior to Harold Carmichael, who just got in. I wasn't yeah, looking like, you know. Harold just got the Centennial Award because Bull been out of the game for <laughs> eons. So he got the – which, which is I something I don't understand about the Hall of Fame. Like, I, I just, like – because that's what people – they, you know, everybody's just out there copycat. Like, even when we asked HOF or FOH on the page, everybody's talking about, well, not first ballot. I'm like, do y'all even read the caption? Because we're not asking you to guess if they're going to get in. If you had the sole vote, and that's on all of them, would you put them in? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking about ballots. In my ballot. opinion, if you're a Hall of Famer, you're Man. a Hall of Famer. So I think it's silly that you don't vote for somebody one year, and then 10 yeah. years later, you vote for the dude. <laughs> like, I think that's silly. If you... That's just trying to prove that humans are funny, man. Humans always have to find a way to one up each other. Like in the Hall of Fame, right. I was now I'm coming at your neck about you were in the first ballot. <laughs> right, right. Like, no, so now we both first like, ballot. You, how, how do I work like, Hall of Fame or, first ballot? Like, or are you not Hall of Fame? They call me. Big big monster looking boy showed up to my crib first. Yo, we both the boy that showed up that looked like he wanted the monsters. You said he, he looked like one of the monsters. The boy that show up and tell you that you made the Hall of Fame. Oh, 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 oh the real big, yo, gigantic. Oh, the big boy. I don't know his <laughs> name, but I saw y'all talking about they should make that into yo. a reality show. <laughs> yo, why boy that big? He looked like one of the monsters. He just pull up on you. Yo. Where you at, like? Yo, I congratulations. That's hilarious. I never yeah. thought about that, but now that I think about it, yo, he is so big that he looks like part of the Adams family. Like he, yo, <laughs> his, head, his, his head is like, Tyrannosaurus Rex. I gotta Rex get his big. background. He must, he must have played or something because Bo was like, no, 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 like no, no. He was, he was a German. He's a, he's a German basketball player. He didn't even play football. So what they use him for? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he, he didn't. He didn't even yo. play, play NFL. Got your man Bajan Marjanovic running around telling people like they got in the six, hall. Boy, like 6'13, 400 pounds. He just pull up on you, like, <laughs> congratulations. Right. Yo. All right, so we'll, we'll get to the list. 
of the Hall of Fame class a little bit later, man. But some some ish hit the fan this week in Major League Baseball. We talked about it before, the whole Astros um, sign-stealing scandal that was going on. So Major League Baseball has decided to suspend Astros manager, A.J. Hinch, and general manager, uh, Jeff Lunau, uh, suspend them without pay for a whole season. But after that came down, the Astros decided to part ways with them. So I'm sitting here like, well, the Astros are still going to get off easy. I mean, they will forfeit its first and second round selections in the 2020-2021 drafts and pay a $5 million fine. But they still kind of get off easy because, okay, you're not missing, you know, there's not going to be a void there as far as your manager and and your general manager. You're not going to have to go with an interim general, uh, interim manager and an assistant general manager for a year. You just fire the dudes and you go hire somebody that's just as good. Um, so, you know, it's really not much punishment for the Astros, but these guys have to sit out of Major League Baseball for an entire year. And for me, like, one one way I look at it, Jim, is like, all right, well, these dudes did win the World Series together. So at some point when that year is up, these dudes might get jobs on the first day that they're eligible to get, eligible to get jobs. Unless you know everybody it. in baseball is going to act like an old-time purist and, oh, cheating has no no place in this game, and then they get blackballed. But I really doubt that's going to happen. People want to win. It's all about the analytics these days. People want to win. These guys have proven whether they were cheating or not to do it that they that they won. So the so the shoe is dropped. Um, Hinch and and Lunau not only suspended for a year, but they've been fired by the Astros. Um, Alex Cora is now out as Red Sox manager um, because of his role. You know, he was with he was the uh, bench coach on the Astros when the whole scandal went down and Carlos Beltran, who just got the job as manager of the Mets um, will not ever manage a game with the Mets because they've agreed to part ways for his part in the whole uh, scandal. Um, The Red Sox haven't been punished yet. I think they're still investigating the 2018 claims that they were doing similar things. Um, For those out there who didn't know, this is how the scheme worked, and it kind of evolved. It started one way, and then it evolved when the players kind of got involved with it. But from the start, um, what happened was uh, there was a report in the Athletic, and Astros' former pitcher, Mike Fierce, who now pitches for Oakland, warned his new teammates that at the Astros' home games they used an outfield camera fixed on the opposing catcher to steal his signs and relay the information to the hitters. Now, the way that they were relaying this information, I think that's why the whole thing had to kind of evolve because it, it was a long process at first. They said uh, they had the camera on them. They were using the live game feed of the center field camera to decode and transmit the opposing team's sign sequences to use when an Astros runner was on second base. So basically, when the sign sequence was decoded from the, from the camera and the people who were watching the camera, a player in the video replay room would act as a runner. This sounds like um, Nino and them at the Carter. They would act as a runner to pass along the information <laughs> to the dugout. 
The person in the dugout would notify the players in the dugout or signal the sign sequence to the runner on second base. That runner would then decipher the sign and signal it to the batter from second base. That's what the, the investigation said. Alex Cora was the bench coach at the time. He began calling the replay room on the on the phone to get the sign information. So the whole time they were trying to tweak it and everything. So this is what it evolved to. Several months into the season, Cora arranged for a video room technician to install a monitor displaying the center field feed from outside, right outside the Astros dugout. So they got the center field camera <laughs> was allowed to be used primarily for player development, but you know, you're not supposed to fix it on the catcher or whatever. So what they did then, um, they communicated the sign by clapping, whistling, or yelling, but that eventually was determined, you know, to not work. So they started banging on a trash can. So they had a bat and they banged on the trash can when the signal came and it depended on how many times they banged the trash can that determined what pitch was coming. Nobody knows if any of this worked, but these dudes won the World Series in 2017. Um, It it doesn't look like the World Series title is going to be vacated or anything like that. So basically, and and the Red Sox won in 2018 when they were accused of doing this kind of stuff. So basically, these two teams won a World Series, was accused of cheating while doing it, and they're going to keep the World Series title. So What's the harm? <laughs> That's not, yo, first off, salute to those gentlemen for, for, for figuring out a way. Like, I find this intriguing because it, it shows how competitive these games are. And these cats are willing to go so far and come up with these elaborate schemes to get any sort of edge. Right? Because that because doesn't my, guarantee because of Michael that Jordan. Have, uh, any success. I mean, it helps because of Michael Jordan, it, but, Jimmy. you know, it, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, but listen, if it's my squad, listen, give me a chip. I don't care if Cats lose, it's worth it. It's worth it. If you're not going to get it vacated, you know. Yeah, if you don't got to give it up, I'm doing it. I'm good. (laughs) And honestly, let's keep it a buck, though. Let's keep it a buck. When they try to vacate people's titles, that don't work anyway. Everybody knows who won every year. Like, they do that in college. That title is vacated. No, it's not. I mean, but at the same time, the person they give it to, and that's the thing. Sometimes what we've seen in sports, they vacate it, but don't give it to the next team. I was about to say, if they just Who say if they that? vacated the Astros title and gave it to the Dodgers, then that fan base would be ecstatic. But at the same time, any argument you would have you know, as a baseball fan for the rest of your life, people are going to throw in your face like, like, yo, y'all lost, though. Y'all ain't really Come on, man. Like, I don't, I don't you want know. That? That I don't know. I don't, I don't think you want. Let's put it like this. Let's just say for argument. There's a lot of Dodgers fans out there asking Patriots. for it. And, you know, I don't know. You know how many. What percentage they, of they, they, they fraud? They fraud. Let me ask you a question, right? Like a, Keep it a buck. If they said right now the Patriots cheated, we're gonna go back to the Super Bowl with McNabb and we're gonna vacate it and give it to the Eagles. As an Eagles fan, are you like claiming that ring? Are you? Are you going? Yeah, that, you know, for me. The whole journey, the, the part of winning the championship is the feeling that you got when your team won it. So if you give me something 20 years later because you deem that somebody was cheating, no, that don't feel the same. The only thing I can do with that, you know, I, I can use that in the NFC arguments when, you know, everybody talking about how many rings they got, blah, blah, blah. But other than that, 
really that's not even gonna hold weight in the in the conversation I'm, because I'm cool. I'm exactly cool. exactly. So I'm it's cool like, on that because like I don't want I don't want bull I don't want bull to have a ring that he don't deserve. <laughs> <laughs> He too really like deserves it. Right. <laughs> you don't deserve it. Bo had a vacated hand-me-down ring, like when you really lost the game and put your Campbell yeah. soup on the ground, but you still get a ring. Cause, come on, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Them, them vacated. Like, don't, I don't want to accept that stuff, man. Yo, come yo, on, man. but here's here's the other the double reason. I know I'm going too deep into this, but but from the way we was balling against the Patriots in '04, he's the reason we don't have a ring. He's the reason. Can you imagine you vacate and you give the ring to Patriots in four times the year before? the year before. Yo, this wasn't was about ball catching. Somehow, somehow the, the Rams the year before. Like, yo, I talk about the Astros cheating. Y'all, y'all pulled out. Y'all pulled out the UWAP and trying to take shots at ball. We supposed to be talking about the Astros cheating. Somehow that led to him catching strays. All right. Well, yeah, that you know, so it all hit the fan. So nobody's titles are going to be vacated. Um, we're going to see, you know, how far this actually goes. There's some jobs lost, some suspensions, some fines. Um, somebody uh, get their screen team off. Um, but that that's that's pretty much uh, it. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if anything else comes of this. But um, to make those judgments. I don't think they're gonna go back later and say, "Yeah, we decided that we're gonna do that." If you if you announce the punishments now, then you know I, I think that's pretty much what it's gonna be. All right, so we also have to give a a shout out to the LSU Tigers for winning the college football playoff national championship. Um, congratulations to them. Um, it started out as a pretty good competitive game, but LSU, as they proved for everybody that they played this season, um, they were just a little too much. Don't want, to, don't want no smoke. And, and yeah, they, they didn't really want that smoke. It was, it was, it was competitive for a while, but um, for anything, Trevor Lawrence loses his first ever college football game. Um, Joe Burrow, as everybody expected the Heisman trophy play, uh, winner, to look, um, but this the crazy part. You you do all of this and and you look this good, and then Cincinnati ends up being your fate. So, <laughs> you know, good luck and and Cincy, my dude. Um, oh man, what we got, Jim? What we got on the we line? Got, we got the le- we got the legend calling in. Man. Court Bennett, man, is calling in the five. Oh, <laughs> me too. Oh! Let's go to the phone lines. Get the homie Court on the line. Court, what's up? What up, what up guys? What up, what's guys? going on, what's man? Happening? What's man, up, King? Happy five hundred, happy five hundred show, man. That's big, man. You know how many places? I mean, uh, platforms can't do two hundred shows, one hundred shows, twenty shows. Y'all did appreciate it. Hey, Court. Without, I'm, I just want to tell you, I'm happy. I'm happy to report to you. I'm happy to report that I still got my lips. <laughs> I still got my lips. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boy, oh, oh, boy, 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 oh, bo
Fuck my dumb ass Yo, face. Yo, Paul came on the page and said he's going to slap Dev's lips off. Yo. So he said going to slap his lips off his face. I can't tell y'all how Yo. hard I was laughing, man. Yo. I, I, no, I, like, I give him props. I think that was a very good comeback. The, the crazy part is, though, is like you tell me that and then tell me that I'm being an internet tough guy. I probably, yeah, he, he threatened the hell out of me talking about I'm the tough guy. I, I did tell him to shut up. So I just got frustrated. You know, with your left joints, I get frustrated because everybody, like, you say stuff like, First of all, you know, I got to read all of the, oh, man, Antonio Gates, this is a dumb question. Okay, well, answer it. Like, do you, do you think you don't, you, yeah. you want him in or, or you don't? But you know, if you don't want to answer it, then that's fine. But all the extra stuff sometimes is like, all right, man, like, like whatever. And I know. But that's why, that's why the Austin, off your face. That, that's why the Austin and Blueprint don't, don't uh, engage. For that type of reason, I already know they just don't got no time for it. So, no, I, I read some of the stuff, of course. I read it, but like I, what I what I recognize is that like sports talk for the most part is in a different place right now, man. And the funny yeah. thing is, like I, I like to have fun and engage with like you know people that are on the page and what have you. But sometimes yeah, like, every, every conversation just goes somewhere else. So you know, I, I yeah, still laugh, things, I laugh things, things, things go left. And then I know, you know, one of the biggest things about maturity is knowing yourself. So when you get the feeling like you got to extend the invitation to get together and actually <laughs> do conflict resolution and mediation in person in a physical manner, yo, that's not good for you. So I leave that. I leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? I, God bless. Yeah, I, I, y'all, y'all would be proud of me. Y'all would be proud of me because I, I didn't, you know, y'all know how it used to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, you know that's know like yeah, I, I got actually yeah, invited a dude to Philly one time. I mean, Jimmy gave him a dress that <laughs> so he probably wouldn't have made it out of. But, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I just, I laughed at it because, no, because, like, I was really cracking up in, in court. You can ask Jimmy and them because the first thing I did was I screenshotted it and put it in the chat. So they can have a good laugh at me as well. Like <laughs> we was cracking up, man. Like the comeback was crazy. It was ill, but it's nothing. First of all, it, there's no way you can go with that because he's already telling you that you're being an internet tough guy for saying shut up. So then when you threaten me, if I start threatening you back, then now we both being internet tough guys. So like it, it, it didn't even really make sense. That's a, that's a, that's a rock like, and a And the thing is, like you know, you look at people. We got a mutual friend. Like that's one of Doug homies, uh, uh, B. That's one of Doug homies. So you know, if it really came down to something, and I thought you know maybe he would keep talking, but he didn't. But it really came I down said, to something. I, I was like, you know, we got to be sure. Doug knows where to get in touch with me. I go send <laughs> Yo, Doug to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was. Yo, that was hold on a minute. I gotta, I gotta tell y'all this. Go ahead, go ahead, Court. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to New York tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to the game, uh, Brooklyn Nets against Milwaukee Bucks. I'm, I'm going to see y'all boy, the Greek freak, in person. Okay. Uh, you going to be okay. heckling Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> going to be heckling him. <laughs> I'm not even, listen, man. Hello. Hello. I'm going to have a Jason Tatum. I'm, I'm not even going to say that, Court. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to take, take the sign and say, what you call him? Weak Greek. <laughs> Weak Greek. <laughs> Yo, I'm not even going to say man. that. All, I, all I'm going to say is we're going we gonna to let their whole careers play out and see if you're still talking that Jason Tatum is better than Greek Freak stuff. <laughs> oh, what? that's what you said, Court? Yo, you no, out no, your no. M.S. Come on. 
It was like a prediction for last year. He said last yeah, year. Yeah, he said last year Tatum was gonna be, be you know, yeah. the best small forward in the East. You smoke some of that? No, Dev, Dev, Dev corrected me, and then Blueprint kind of piled in on me. So me being the type of person I am, I couldn't let Blueprint just get me like that. So I had to go all in. So you double <laughs> down. You had to double that. down. You, you, yeah, you fight on that down. line. I doubled down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, man we I ain't got no bars, man. But you know what I mean? I was pretty, I was pretty, yeah. I'm a real fan of y'all. Y'all know that man and, and your defense. And Dev, we appreciate you. I know why sometimes I know why sometimes Dave you gotta kinda get on I, I, I already know where it's coming from, man, but I feel like I know y'all man. Oh, That's we, why I be going man, to nah, we, like y'all we, my people. Court, we love you. We even love the zombies you bring to the page, man. Cause zombies count too. <laughs> Listen, man. Yo, Court, I don't know whether you know this or not, man. You a, you a war room legend, man. That's why when he got on, I said this legend's on, man. Like, yo, Captain the Streets be asking me about <laughs> you. Asking about yo, you court? in different states, yo. Yo, who the dude Court been? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're coming up to hey, Jimmy and like the Mall of America. Congratulations on y'all 500 shows, man. I mean that from the bottom, man. I was on iTunes one day. This is like literally 10 years ago. For the people that's listening, this happened 10 years ago. I was on iTunes and I was looking for another uh, 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 podcast. And somehow I came across y'all and it, y'all whole thing just looked dope to me. It just said War Room Sports. I said, hold on, let me click on this. So I clicked on it, and I heard y'all commentary, and I heard how y'all talked about sports, and I heard how y'all had all the little different little, you know, sayings from hip-hop and the JoJo mm-hmm. Awards and all this stuff. And ever since then, y'all been my guys, man. I mean that. Man, oh, that's man, love. That's fire, that's man. Love. That's dope. Yeah, iTunes was looking out back then. I hope they still got it on the platform. Like that. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, man. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. All right. All right, bro. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna look for court on TV. I'm gonna look for somebody heckling freak <laughs> on TV. Just, I just, I just hope that, I just hope that Greek freak have like his best game of the season and score like seventy. <laughs> or, you, or you know, if he have his worst. <laughs> I know, I know, on, I know. I'm gonna hear it. I'm gonna hear it. If he have his worst, I'm gonna be hear like it. Greek freak blueprint. All right. Um. I know. I already yeah. know what it is. Somehow I'm a representative of a Greek freak. Right. <laughs> Right, that's how it get though. When you yo, see anything on, on the internet yo, or anything on the show, if you defend anybody, yo, that's, that's your thing. person from now on. Yeah. Dog, that's the weird thing about sports arguments. Sports arguments have you taken up for people that you really don't care about, and right. it have you defended people. people that you really don't like yourself. It'd be somebody and you don't like people. yourself, but everybody poop on them so much, you start defending. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I really don't it. like this sport. And it's not even yeah, that I don't it. like them. It's just they're you know they're I'm different. Like I don't really care, but. Fair is fair, and sometimes people just are way unfair with people, so Dog. you end up defending them. Myself, and now that's your guy for the rest of your life. I found myself y'all. defending Draymond. I found myself defending Draymond Green. I don't even like him like that. I don't, I don't even like well, big, big, big well. Every time yo, Draymond yo. come up, they be like, "Yeah, yeah these guys." I'm like, "Damn, that guy is really yo, guy. Yo, I be defending I be defending LeBron, believe it or not. Like cats go off the deep end. I don't believe like, that. No, I do. <laughs> believe it or not, I don't believe it. <laughs> always been like, like that's one of my greatest stories from um you know, from the time that we've been doing this. 
Like I, I and I tell y'all this all the time. I tell the listeners, and if you haven't heard it before, I've been in a conversation on, like in a group on social media, where I've been called a bron hater and a bron sexual on two different At threads the same, of the same conversation. So one person on the thread and another, you know, another thread that went off this way is calling me a brown hater. No, Somebody no, else over friend. here is calling me a brown sexual. That's what you get when you no, try no. to be as objective as possible. Yo, Everybody no, has this goal, but then you it's can't happened, you know, it's you just happened can't to me. It's happened to me, and y'all know how I feel, but I acknowledge Bron in today's game. Like, yo, dude is the best player in the world, and anyone that argues against, like Willie G, man. Our friend Willie G, supporter of the show, DJ Willie G, will say the most ridiculous things. You can't allow your hate to make you look like a fool. Yo, boy, the best player in the world. He's a baker. He's a but he's a Dog. It's like, because, you know, that, that's the thing about, like, Brady. I'm talking about defending him because cats just be pooping all over him now. And I'm not really my fan, but, like, the boy, like, my homie Miz, he'd be like, yo, Boy's a poor man's John Sally. Like, yo, how are you a poor yeah, man's John like, Sally? He's like, come on, John Sally. Like, John yeah, Sally wouldn't be famous if he didn't have like, a yo, if he didn't have like, a yo, charisma. John Sally that good. Yeah. Yo, I don't, I don't, even, think John, I don't even think John Sally. John Sally can't ball. I don't yo, even, I never. Yo, I remember John Sally. Yo. And the funny thing is, I remember John Sally more for and just like you know being a cool dude than even playing ball. Like I. Right, that's what I'm saying. He was on a bench. Yo, John Sally is Robert Ory without the shots at the end of the game. <laughs> He's Robert Ory without the game. Robert Ory without the shots. People swear Robert Ory. And this is another thing, because when you brought him up earlier, B, I was going to make this point when people were talking about, when we talking about the Hall of Fame. Like, do y'all realize how many people out there really have it in their mind that these teams wouldn't have won NBA championships without Robert Ory? Like, the farther away we get from that, the more the legend grows. You go back, if you go back and do research, like, yo, none of those games, none of those shots that he hit were really in, like, do-or-die games, do-or-die type situations. Except for maybe the one in Sacramento, I think that series may have gone a different way had that ball not popped out and, and he I, hit that. I, but, yo, I, his I, greatest I, contributions I, was his first two years in Houston where he started every game, even though he only averaged 10 points a game both those years. But, but, but I probably never admit this on the air again, and I know y'all have never heard this come out of my mouth, but based on the first two years, I was a Robert Ory fan. And the, and the fans... And First the two fans years, have made me hate that. Yo, the fans have made me hate Robert Ory, and it ain't even his fault. I remember Robert Ory in college used to just dunk on cats, and I thought he was going to be no, a major yeah. player. But the thing is, but that's how he was in Houston. He found, <laughs> he found his niche, and he found what worked for him, and he stuck to it, and he had success. Now he is overrated when you talk to certain people, but that's why in sports, not in just sports, overrated. Moments, moments matter in sports. That's the thing. Like people don't even moments matter so much. Like even even with the whole idea. Like what I found funny when you, but this is the great thing about getting context 
reading history, you know, pick up a book. Like I'm an advocate of reading because even with the whole Willis Reed thing, that thing is so overblown. Yeah. My man limped out on the court and didn't do nothing. What played for like five minutes? Double. He scored a deuce. Triple double that game and was cooking. Don't nobody even know it. (laughs) Yo, but all they talk about is him limping on the court. He didn't do anything. Yo, he didn't even play that long. He went back out. It it hurt too much. (laughs) Yo, but but that moment, that moment like lives forever. You know what I mean? There's so many moments where it's like people remember these certain shots and certain things. I'm like, dude, that was like game two of the series. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it wasn't even game seven. Like, but there's so many. Yo. I can't think of one because there's so many things like that. But, you know, moments here, matter in sports. Here's the narrative, Jim. They say he inspired the Knicks. I know one of my friends was like me scoring 36 inspired the goddamn Knicks. Man. Yo. <laughs> I'm going to. Listen, man. So what he inspired him, man? Like, you know, he ain't did nothing. They get I mean, enough money. To club, but I got inspired. And, you know, yeah, but the, the net, like you said, moments. And, and that's the thing. Moments get overblown. That's why I even say with Robert Ory, like, his moments aren't even what people think it is. But when your legend grows, you got a nickname, Big Shot Bob, and then you hit one that uh, one that people do remember, then they're going to act like all the rest of them were so important when they really were not. Like, I really can't because name more than two teams of the seven that he was on that wouldn't have won the final man. without him, without his contribution. Here's not the not Robert Ory. It's just the fans will jump on the narrative, and it gets crazy. Yo, they said this, Jim. Because they said, they said Willis Reed pestered Wilt Chamberlain into a few missed shots while he was in the game. Then he flipped the keys. To Walt Clyde Frazier and the rest was his. Yo! He pestered him with some bitch listen, shots. No, <laughs> listen, do listen, that whether man. he was here, hurt or here, not. Here, 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 like 90. Here's what this all boils down to, man. If you ever if you take any sort of class in communications, and I remember taking this in college, um, in public speaking, they always talk about the greatest way to communicate to people is through storytelling. So if you're given a presentation or a public speech, you shouldn't start out with analytics or data. You start with telling a story because how you draw story. people in is to tell, is to tell mm-hmm. a story. And when you become a great storyteller, it things take on legends of its own. I say that to say this. The reason the NFL is so dominant, a lot of, a lot of it has nothing to do with the sport. A lot of it is because of, of Sable, which is why Sable is a Hall of Famer himself in the creation of NFL films. Like, which one of us didn't grow up, like, watching those NFL films and then making you feel, like, warm and fuzzy inside about the game of football because they told stories about these guys that made them seem, like, damn near superheroes. Joe Namath. You know, you listen to Joe Namath, John, and, and Steve Stable come on and start talking and telling them Joe Namath stories and these, you said and they these stories the about Earl Campbell. Who the hell the day before the Super Bowl never said they're going to win the Yo, you start showing the Earl Campbell highlights and he's still sewing it down and his jersey's being torn off and he's running over people and stepping on their chest. Like, <laughs> these uh, these stories. But that's the beauty of sports, though. That's the beauty of sports. Yo, um, Willis Reed, telling these yeah. stories and building these legends. He finished that game with four points and three boards. Walt Carl <laughs> Frazier at 36. He got 36 points and 19 assists, and he has a footnote in this story. He has 36 and 19, man. That's my point. That's my point right there. But it's, but he wasn't the story. 
He, it's yeah. those moments. So Robert Ory, yeah, so Shaq, Shaq will have 50. Shaq will have 50. Robert Ory will make one shot, and Robert Ory goes down and hit because it's those moments. Get shot, Bob. Then the thing is, Shaw and Fisher used to hit the same shots for the Lakers. They did the Yo, same shots. Fisher got a couple of them, but They didn't end Fisher up being on seven chip teams. Yo, Sean Yo, Fisher. Fisher got one of the most improbable Jones. Fisher got one of the most improbable Jones against the Spurs. I don't even still to this day don't know how he got that off. They just oh, ran no. because they ain't start the clock on time. because they ain't start the clock on time. Yo, and at the end of the day though, Fisher broke man law, so you know we ain't gonna talk about him because he he violated on a whole other level. Yeah, so, he's you know. violated. All right, so so real quick, man. So uh, on, on the basketball front, I don't even know how we got here, but. I don't know how we start talking. Um, NBA Players of the Week, Josh Richardson and DeMar DeRozan. Funny thing about that. Mid-range. I was about to say, and, and it's not just one of them. Josh Richardson, he shoots threes, but he has a pretty good mid-range game as well. Like, he's really willing to run up into the lane, foul shot, elbow, and pull up for a jump shot. So, as much as we talked, I mean, it's only one week out of a long season, but as much as we, you know, talked about where the NBA is now, it's it's crazy that you have a week where two of the better mid-range players in the league win player of the week. So um, they all they all Melo's sons. <laughs> Speaking of Melo, Melo be trying to go back in the in the way back machine sometimes uh, lately for Portland. Mm-hmm. He got. Ain't mad he, he got uh, catching up to do a man. Stay mellow. Stay mellow. Stay mellow. Yeah. So yeah, I ain't got these dudes' stats, but I think Demar Derozan averaged like twenty nine and six for the week. Um, Josh Richardson averaged like twenty two, and and some other stuff <laughs> for the Sixers that week. So shout out to those guys. Stuff. Yeah, Yeah. So Zion Williamson is supposed to. It was supposed to be today, actually, but then it's been pushed back. Now the he's show supposed to make his debut on the twenty second. Um, in a game versus who they play on January twenty second. I want to say, uh, I don't know who it is. Um, but he's supposed to make his. <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs, the Spurs. The I think Spurs. they play the Spurs. They, they play the Spurs. Yeah. They play the Spurs. Play the Spurs. Hold on, I'm laughing because KC Mack just gave me another one of those moments. He talks about the Kurt Gibson walk-off home run where he does that with his arm and all that. Yo, that was game <laughs> one of the series. <laughs> yo, yo, sports be telling the stories, man. Yo, he make, <laughs> they make you think that that was it. Like, yeah. Yo, they hit that y'all all the time like it was a walk-off in game seven. That was game one. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, they do that. With, they do that with AI and in the finals, but they only that's the only well, game they won. <laughs> so you got to step over. <laughs> yeah. Yo, they do. They to. do that with. They do that with AI and the, and the shadow Mike was cooking that game. Right. Like they, I was about to Mike, say, like and, 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 and that was good defense. And true, like, yeah, 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 and AI admits that AI like, damn, he almost blocked that. But so y'all man shot. Ryan, he's been in, you know, he's he's been in warmups pregame, um, doing all kinds of standstill, yeah, so off the vertical, 
East Bay funk stuff. So a lot of people's thinking, you know, he's ready. Um, so how I think he's gonna look, man? Like as bad as they've played, they're not completely out of it. JJ Reddick's streak, you know, could still, you know, he could still hit what fourteen years straight of making the playoffs because that's what he asked Zion when they first, you know, when he first got drafted. He's like, look, man, I got a streak here. Don't mess it up. And he hasn't played yet. But they're not too many games out of the eighth and the seventh spot right now. So what do y'all think? Like, uh, it's hard to say because we haven't really seen him on an NBA court besides preseason where he did average 23 points on 71% shooting uh, and six and a half boards. If he can duplicate that, like, will that make the Pelicans good enough to fight, you know, for the rest of the season for that eighth spot? What y'all think? No. No? No. I don't know. Bottom of the West ain't what we thought it was going to be. The bottom of the West ain't all that. (laughs) No. And we got, you know, as as, as Phil would say, the season ain't even start yet. So, I mean, they can go on a run. They can go on a run when the season starts and, uh, and still, and still make that happen. So, I don't you know. know why? Because it, it's cur- I know because, one, I, here's you know. what I do know. Here's what I do know. Mm-hmm. What I do know is rookie here. He he, he gave that up because the boy John Moran is special, yo. John Moran, yo. y'all had. Yeah, might have won that anyway. people, yo. Yeah, might have won that anyway, Woo! except for if the Pelicans were actually winning games and they were. Yo, yo, yo Jobby laying cash down and looking at him like, how do you mean? I thought you knew. Oh, yeah. yo, 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 y'all be mad, yo, y'all be out here mad that people try to hurt him. Like, yo, why are you trying to hurt him? Right. Why are you out here so standing the, in front of me? The Pelicans are currently 13th of 15, but they're only four games out of the eighth spot. Right now, the Grizzlies and Ja Morant hold the eighth spot with a 19 and 22 record. Then you got the Spurs at 17 and 22, the Blazers, surprisingly. At 18 and 24, um, the Suns, Timberwolves, and then the Pelicans. So, you know, yep. all's not lost. If he can come out and be that Yo, force, my man. people predict him to I'm be. Still on, I'm still on. John ja, ja Morant took James uh, James Harden's honor the other night. <laughs> yeah, he like, he, he took it right like, away. You want to talk about Ja? Woo! <laughs> I'm a fan. Yo, so listen, man. Boy, man. I'll say this about Zion. First off, uh, salute to John Rastafari because uh, he's out here doing his thing. But um, Zion, <laughs> Zion has a shot, and we know the league wants what the league wants. It's going to somehow happen. So right, true. They definitely want that. They would love for him to come in and turn that around and somehow them to get the AC. Go just saying? the way they then you, have, then you have <laughs> Zion the- versus Brian in the first round. And Zion to get bounced with his swiftness, but Zion, yo, the way Zion doesn't look like he should be hooping, yo, Jai the same size as Jimin, man. He just tall. <laughs> he took him he right back to Jai, yo. Yo, Jai Rastafari, and he, yo. Hopefully, I don't, I don't, I don't see how Zion gets them to the playoffs. I'm, I'm. I think we're putting, and by we, I don't actually mean us, uh, but I think we're putting too much on his shoulders too fast, especially with the injury setback. I, I don't think he's going to be what people think this season. 
not not for a career because the game does favor him. It's an open court. You know, he can get to the rack at will. But impacting a game and imposing his will upon a game, that's that's going to have to come later. So I don't I don't see him being a catalyst for a playoff berth for them. But shout out to Ja again, though. Shout out. All right. <laughs> Good job, Good job, Good job. Yo, I didn't even know that he said that. I was like, shout out. I mean, he went back to the other ball. <laughs> shout out to Ja. Yo. All right, yo, so the, the WNBA, and we ain't got to spend that much time on this. The WNBA has a groundbreaking new CBA. So here's some of the, the, the high points of it. Because we know. League-wide salaries are seeing significant bumps with top players set to earn over 500K, um, more than triple the previous max. Every player gets her own hotel room, and players receive full salary on maternity leave. And then there's the potential for a 50-50 revenue split. Um, Fire. Yo. Dev, you know the same thing I said. I was like, hold up. I understand the revenue thing, but with the NBA subsidizing this, they making these grown ladies shack up on the road, man. They can't get down. That's the first thing I said. I didn't know they had, like, up on the road before. Shout out to Dev for the fire. (laughs) They out here like Like, Shout out to Dev. Was it it double bed or kings? All I'm going to say is shout out to Dev for the fire gift. I made that comment. I was like, yo, they had to share rooms and, and then came back with the fire gift. I ain't going to say no more because I ain't no snitch. They wake up spooning in the same hotel room. <laughs> they cool with it. I didn't even know that. They showed the sun, yo, I didn't know they didn't get their own room. Like, I thought at least. But I think it's dope, though. Listen, it's dope. It, it's dope, man. More power to them, man. This is all. This is all like, this a is lot of people feel that. A lot of people feel that the the league is risking a lot doing this because a lot of people are like, you know, if the revenue doesn't suit it and you still have a game where nobody's showing up in the stands, nobody's watching it on TV, like, how are you going to up the, the money like this and just to look like you're being fair? A lot of people think they're actually risking being shut down just to make this statement. I don't think the NBA is going to allow them to, to shut down. Like I said, it gets subsidized by the league, so I don't know, but we'll see. I but I think the people are right. There. I don't think it, any of this is going to mean more revenue, more you know viewers, more spectators. So, Listen, man, I don't even know how to feel because like maybe because I've spent too much time on Twitter, but like you know, Twitter is. There's a certain um, sect on Twitter, the, the feminist side, right, where I think that I, I think that I'm thinking right about a topic, and then I, I said, you know, just clarification, and they'd be like, no, nah, you are wrong because. So even on this one, right, I'm like, well, this is mm-hmm. dope. Well, is it dope? They're they're patronizing us by doing this. I'm like, well, damn, like I don't know what's right or what's wrong. I know. Like, like you fight for something, you know I mean? then when you so, get it, then it's still a problem. Like I, I don't get it. So, you know. Yeah, so I don't even try to. All, all I know is Kobe going to save the league when he uh, coaches his daughter up, and she's going to be like the uh, catalyst to kick the league to the next level. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, quick, quick stat of the week, man. For the first time in 17 years, the AFC Championship game will not feature Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, 
or Peyton Manning. So at least on one side, we got we got some new blood in the AFC Championship game, even though the Chiefs were there last season. But doesn't we feature got, a Brady, yeah, got, Manning, or all lives matter, Mahomes, or or don't say nothing, just give it. In. He won't be in the game. We got eight. King King Henry and all lives matter, Mahomes. Um, we got some uh, calls on the line, but before we do that, um, y'all know the deal. Y'all can check out the website, warroomsports.com. But if you want to call in and speak with us about any of these topics we're talking about this evening, you can give us a call, 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Let's breeze through some of these grind topics and then hit the, the, the phone lines at the end of them. Yes, sir. Um, Wow. All right, cool. So while you were on a grind is brought to you by Sports the Book, and I'll be very brief and tell you this. Sports the Book is the greatest sports book ever written. Bottom line, get it at sportsthebook.com or go to our hub of warroomsports.com. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. So let's do it. All right, first one real quick, man. Um, did you guys see the female boxer? Her name is uh, French and Cruz uh, Desern. She lost her wig. Doing a world title fight. I don't know if you guys said or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with young ladies that have lost their Nemma. Shout out been to a her. Weird, that was a, a very weird video, man. Because uh, she was taking some shots because she was trying to hold on her wig. It wasn't just that the wig <laughs> fell off, it was like it, her vanity, you know, made the situation worse because she's holding on to the wig. The person is giving her a two piece. Then when she sits down, her husband, who's her trainer, she, he smacks her in the face because she's holding on to it while he's telling the other corner man to take it off. She's fighting him oh. in the corner. He smacks her like, yo, do you want the world title or do you want this wig? He finally got her to say, I, I want the world title. And then, you know, told boy, man, take this off. But she was sitting here fighting for it. Like, certain oh, things boy. are not that important. Like, you're, first of all, you're in the ring. You're fighting. Like, Nobody thinks you're, you know, the, the prissy, <laughs> most feminine young lady Man. in the world anyway. So you shouldn't be that worried about yeah, but see, your appearance. You're in the ring. That's the story, though, Dad. Like, what are you? <laughs> I've seen, seen two things this week that made me realize, like, yo, this stuff is crazy out here. Like, that's one of them, right? So, it's like, even her, in that moment, she's so worried about that, that it's already hanging off. You're in the middle of a title fight, and you're still because you care about so much about what people think. It's just difficult being a woman, dog. That's all I can say. Because like yeah. that's proof of it. That. But it's also difficult. <laughs> it's also difficult being a man, right? I sat there, and I just want to bring this up real quick because it ties into this. I sat there and watched uh, Will Smith's interview with Sway, where he talked about um, being jealous of The Rock. Um, because The Rock now is like this big movie star. The Rock is now who he used to be. And I'm sitting listening to Will Smith got um, a gazillion dollars, uh, a beautiful family who seemingly has it all, and he's still talking about being jealous of another man. And I say that to say this. When I watched that chick grab her grab her wig, and I, and I heard him say that in the interview, those two things connected to me. I'm like, yo, everybody in this world is insecure, yo. Yeah, Every single one of us. Every like single really, one of us is insecure. <laughs> it don't matter how much this you got or how much you think you have. Yo, all of us are insecure, yo. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Like she was in there fighting for this wig. <laughs> yeah. Like you're that was weird. combinations because you don't want it to fall off. So she ended up losing the fight on points, which means, you know, a couple of them instances, if you're not holding on tight to your wig, letting this lady punch you in your face, uh, those are valuable points that, you know, <laughs> that you could have had, could have swayed around. But, oh, well. Crazy. What else happened? Yeah, anyway, so that that's the one thing I want to talk about. Um, we got to bring this up before during calls. I know our call is going to have oh, oh, Hold on, hold on. I think... As a matter of fact, Thank as a matter of fact, I appreciate right, before, that. Let me let me let me let me breeze over a couple of these stories real quick. The one story we really gotta talk about, let me get to that. But the first thing is in Tennessee, there was a furniture store, right? And the <laughs> the bull played himself. Because he didn't really think that he would win. So he said, listen, if you shop here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday leading up to the game, anything you buy will be free if the Titans win and Derrick Henry runs for 200-plus yards. So he didn't think that would happen. And and it did happen. Yeah, um, so right now he's, so now he's, he's giving back like tens of thousands of dollars in refunds for all the people who shopped during those days. And, and called him rough. The Titans won. Derrick Henry had 200-plus yards of all-purpose yardage. And, uh, yeah. But the thing is, Jim, I guess no lesson was learned because he's doing it again this weekend. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he not as he not as willy-nilly with it. He said, let me, you know, I'm going to make some of the, you know, let me see what the legalities are and some of the stuff, some of the ideas I have, and then I'll let everybody know. First, you know, the Titans have to win. That's one thing, but what the other stipulations are, I'll let everybody know. So you're going to try to find something that's real, like, improbable. Like, Derrick Henry getting 200 is not that improbable. I mean, plus it was all-purpose yardage. He just said 200 yards. He didn't say he had to rush for it. So, yeah. (laughs) But he claimed buy $100 worth of merchandise or $10 million worth of merchandise, it doesn't matter. If, you know, if, if they do it, and the other stipulation comes true, then you get all that money back. Drawn. He'd be out of business soon. Yeah, man. So, so be gone. I real quick, uh, another story I want to say real quick before I get to the story, and that's uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So, um, after LSU, um, he, he went out there. Um, he looked at me at the Set It Off Go Go Bar on Second Street. Um, not snitching, but you know, Bobby. He was he was out there. He was out there handing out cash, man. So he. He was out there trying to take care of players, you know what I'm saying? I don't get back to the community, but, you know, I, he was out Yo, there drawing. Um, he was out there treating the players like strippers. Like, there's been big arguments Yo. about this. People go to the NCAA rules and why that's a bad thing and why you can't do it. I think we can kind of skip over that. We all know that the NCAA has ridiculous rules. But at the same time, you know that the NCAA has ridiculous rules. You know you're on national TV. You know this is the biggest sporting event of the week. You know there's thousands, hundreds of cameras out there. You're on the side right after the game giving out cash. Do it in private is all I'm saying. Break their corny rules, but do it in private. What was why you treating these dudes like that's why I, I, So for me, I thought he did it on purpose, but maybe he did it to elevate the conversation. But then again, I don't want to give him that much credit. What was I'm he sorry. trying to do? 
I think, first of all, I, I think know. he was just suffocated. I know what I'm trying to do. He was doing a lot after the game. He actually has a a charge now, a simple battery, because he slapped a police officer on the butt. It would be Odell Beckham in trouble with the law for smacking a man on the butt. But did you see the video of that, Jim? Yeah, man. Yeah, the video of that, even that. And, that, and like, now he was just in a childish mood, so I'm really not going to give him credit to trying to advance that conversation. He was drunk and childish that night. <laughs> he was overhyped. I know a lot of people yeah, are not going to like I, I, at me. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what was he Let trying my lips to do? Off like, <laughs> I'm telling you. And well, I, you know, can y'all tell nobody me? knows who it was. I don't know if it was a bet. Or I don't know if he just told me, y'all win this game, I'm going to give y'all a stack of peace. Like, I don't know what it was, but I just don't think unless he was doing it as some kind of activist and, you know, he was trying to advance the conversation, which he can say now because several people have, you know, said that what if. So he can go ahead and run with that at this point. That's not going to stop the NCAA investigation. That's about to pop off, but yeah, you know he used that. On, man. Like, I just, look like a hero. That's my biggest thing. My, my biggest thing is dog. I don't know what you trying to do. I know when I'm handing out money on two dollars Tuesdays. I know what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. um, shout out. Be some shout out back on that. Chip. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't be on two Tuesdays and set, it, set it off. But yo, let's see the hand over there, man. Don't Amanda. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the champagne. No, let me shut up, man. Listen, um. The story I really want to talk about is this, man. Your guy, Antonio Brown, man. Antonio Brown, yo, got on his IG live and was slandering the Hollywood police officers and his and the mother of his child. Um, sounding crazy, sounding absolutely nuts, recording himself. Yo, he needs yo. Somebody gotta help this brother, man. Like seriously. No, what they need to do, Dude, Jim, need to find a way to check for CTE while people are still alive. See, the only way they've ever been able to to you know diagnose this was after death. Yeah, take the it. brain out and do this. We gotta save some of these brothers, man. Something is seriously wrong with him, and you see the downward spiral because. He does things like this, and then, like a few days later, he'll be on social media seeming a little contrite, apologetic, and then the next day, he'll go right back to doing something crazy. So there is something seriously wrong with this cat, man. But this this instance happened, I think it was like, (laughs) he tell the truth. He let let his baby's mother into the house. Tell the truth. Kids or to do something for the kids, and when she left, she tried. She took his keys and tried to take a Bentley. She claimed to the officers that that car was gifted to her, but he he kept telling the officers to forcibly remove her from the car. He was basically like, you know, if it was me, you would have forcibly removed me by by now. So he's telling them to harm his child's mother in front of his child. He's calling her all kinds of bees, all kinds of names. And then when the police weren't moving as fast as he wanted them to, he started calling them all kinds of names at the same time, telling his son, get into the, get into the police car, son. Y'all bad, Nick. <laughs> Yo, like, I, I, I don't get it, man. 
something's wrong. And somebody needs to help them before it gets real serious. Fellas? I don't know what to say about Mr. Big Chess, man. Um, I, I knew something was wrong when he showed up with the dyed with the dyed hair, and then it's just spiraled out of control from there. Um, it was Nino Brown down, cut. Nino Brown mm-hmm. cut, but no, you're, you're you're correct. That's more like a blade cut. But you're you're right. Um, he we need, medicine should be working on a way to determine if C, CTE is present in the living. But here's the thing. That may or may not be happening, but what is happening, we know the NFL is fighting against that vehemently. They they putting all types of dollars out against that being the case because that would cut their money in quarters. So yeah. Plus, like, if you think football players have this, like they can't have medicine suppressing these dudes because they bank on these dudes being aggressive. You know what I mean? So. I, I don't know, man, but I don't know if he'll ever play another down in the NFL. So I think it's time to get that brother some help right now. Um, let's go to the phone line. We got the homie Phil Maddox on the line. Phil, what's going on, man? You're what up, fellas? Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to the oh, uh, to the podcast lot. Yeah. Yo, do y'all think that Robert Kraft wants to um, have that medication come out where they can tell you why you're playing? Robert Kraft will lose his mind. Oh, man. <laughs> it cut his yo, yo, real quick, Phil. Real quick, Phil, before you say this, I just want to mention something to you. Did you peep what Robert Kraft said when he got called on the stand for Aaron Hernandez when they asked him what can he do for a living? So whatever they want me to do. Whatever they need me to do. Whatever they like, want me to. Boy, yeah, said, I, do, I do what I do for a living. Whatever they, whatever they want me to do. Yo, what kind of answer is that? Like, he didn't say I'm the owner of the Patriots or I own this. Yo, I do whatever they want me to. I'm like, anyway. Was he, not to, um, was he not trying to stunt since everybody knew the answer to the question already? Like, I didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. But um, That's even more yeah. powerful. I just do whatever they want me to. I, I walk around and do whatever they want me to. Speaking of him, when the ball said, the ball, when the dude um, Aaron Hernandez told the Patriots that he feared for his life, can you trade me? To another state, they was like FOH and just got him an apartment. Like, yo, what? Yo, they, was like, yo, they said, yo, go yo, he's famous he's in like, this like, area. Like, doesn't he, matter. Like, where, where are you moving? Boy said, yo, boy said, I fear for my life. Boy said, you go to Linwood Gardens, yo. And like, Phil, what's up, huh? Yo, he's even Linwood. What's up, Phil? What's going on, fellas? Amen. Got, man? Uh, championship gold time, man. Gold blood, man. I'm just in the tape bowl still. Still a possibility. Amen. Uh, that that would be that would be a super dope thing. It, it's super it's super uh, hectic though, man. Like I I I had a full head of hair um, until the Niners got good with the Kaepernick run. Then I went. Then you. Then I got the skullet now. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna look like after this. All these I games, dog. I, I can't enjoy happens, football, man. When we good. If it happens, since we got you know the two weeks off, you know two weeks into the game, y'all gonna have to do at least two episodes on it, 
yourselves to shoot the tape. Oh, oh, we, we, are, we already we already talked it. about it, man. We got to do a space so, I know Phil already started working. Have to come on here. Phil start working. I got to come on with me twice. So y'all, I got to make y'all round like y'all playing in the game if it happens. <laughs> all I know is this: this is this is a, a, a it would be a long time coming. Uh, Paul, um, we we we've been we've talked about this of how it would be, but for it to actually happen, for those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, my brother Vod, uh, one half of the he holders uh, for the Tissue and the Tape podcast. Um, is a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan, and anybody that know, has knows me or has known me or seen any of my social media, they already know this is the gold blooded nine of game, forty nine of faithful, SF to death since nineteen eighty four. Um, so, you know, you know what time it is. We uh, this game is really a possibility. That yeah. being said, watch it be uh, Green Bay and the uh, Titans. In the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl <laughs> nobody wants. Nobody wants, nobody wants that. But yo, because here's the thing though, I, I know I I know Phil is already working on the artwork and everything. I know it's fire coming from. Where oh, I got it. Logo. I already I got it. You, I, it's, 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 yeah, I already know you do. I know you do already. I know you do already. Crazy thing about it is y'all got a quarterback who's been waiting for this moment for a long time. Well, you know he several moments. He he wants to stick it to the Niners every chance he gets. Aaron Rodgers. The only thing is, yeah. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers still has that in him where he can just go out there and, you know, at 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 his own whim, at the drop of a dime, just disrespect the team the way he wants. But like, you know I don't what though, to me, that's what makes it scarier because I don't think that he doesn't. I, how can I put this? It's not that he doesn't have it. He's not asked to do that anymore, which is why they've right. had a successful season. Their new coach, new coaches come in, and they are literally balanced now, where they're fifty percent running, fifty percent pass. But he's still yeah. Aaron Rodgers. When he gets a chance to make plays, he still makes plays. And you say, "Yo, how did he do that?" But the fact yeah. that now he yeah. has help, and now they have a running game, that's why they're like fourteen and three at this well, point, and no one even—I re- didn't even realize they were that, that, that they had that run. Oh, I did. It's like. And it also Phil could work in the 49ers' favor because he could go out there with that chip on the shoulder and try to do too much. But either way, so two it things. Be the, the the last two times that he played the 49ers in the playoffs, he played in a wild card game and he in San Fran and he played, or excuse me, a, a divisional game in San Fran and a wild card game in Green Bay uh, during the Kaepernick era. He got smoked in the first one, and he lost on the last second field goal in Green Bay when it was like three degrees oh, yeah, in that and one. This is a bigger stage. Um, well, this this year we played them, and they got smoked again. So it makes me nervous <laughs> the fact that right. that we smoked them, and it wasn't even close. It was it was it was you know we swept the leg. And it's like it's like it's like fan superstition. You're like they're due. Like how many yeah. times can we beat the team? Like in big situations. Yeah. So so mm. that and then the fact that he's Aaron Rodgers. He's I mean Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know probably is the most talented dude we've we've ever seen at the quarterback position. He's not the greatest by any means, or he's too early to say that. But just his hey. sheer physical talent is crazy. And Aaron Rodgers is, you know, for for I know for a lot of us, he's probably the greatest. You know, of the fun- yeah, yeah. Say it, say it. Well, greatest. I'll I'll put it like this though. If y'all don't win the game, I think it's fixed anyway. Because if y'all don't win the game, that means that we get a State Farm Bowl, and they cut the check. 
because I can see them blowing up. <laughs> there's, there's they that. get Aaron Rodgers so, and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Oh my that's god! That's also peep this, peep this, y'all. The hundredth anniversary of the NFL is this year, as we all know. They've been advertising it all year, but also the good. first Super Bowl. Packers, was the and Packers versus Oh, oh. So, yeah, sorry, I mean, sorry, man. Sorry, Phil. Out there. Sorry. Yeah, Phil. We apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all had a good season. Y'all had a good season, though. Yeah, man. This is. This, I, I thought this was it. <laughs> so, you told me that. So, so here's, <laughs> this here's been the it, other thing. Yeah. The last right. time we were in the Super Bowl when we played the Ravens, Capital One was the main sponsor, and I can prove this to y'all. There was an ad for Capital One in the Super Bowl. The two people they had on the poster, they had Alex Smith and they had Ray Lewis. The, 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 but the Capital One poster came out in November prior to the Super Bowl. Obviously, Alex Smith got hurt, and he ended up not being the quarterback. But what I'm, my point is, how did they know that San Francisco and the Ravens were going to be in the Super Bowl? That was the poster. I had I have it at my house. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not at home. But I can, I can show you the Capital One the Capital One ad that hey, came man, out. Don't try to you know that. three months you, 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 got the, now. you got the State Farm money and you got Super Bowl one. Oh yeah, yeah. For the anniversary, season, <laughs> don't do it to me, man. I I need this because pause. Woo, y'all 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 pause. But y'all, y'all, oh man, the celebration that that All would right, occur we'll... if if number six was to happen. We'll see. KC gets revenge. <laughs> if that if, happens, KC will get revenge. No, no, I'll tell this for my for my brother though, if if it if it happens in, in a way where we don't end up in the Super Bowl, I'm right, I'm one hundred percent uh rooting for KC. Uh yeah, for, yeah. for my guy. He deserves to see that. Uh I we've all got to see our teams win in our own lifetime. So for my brother that would be amazing. But yeah, that being said, Dawson, if it's San Francisco if it's San Fran, then he got to win. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Hey, man. It, like I told, I told you, man. It's Street Fighter, man. It, uh, it's Ken versus Ryu. Um, I mean, I'm sweeping the leg. So we got a question well, from if, the chat. If the Niners, if the did Niners, you, did you the bowl, that the NBA draft lottery Was that you? Uh, yes. It, it, of course it is. Especially since since New York got Patrick Ewing, it's been rigged. Oh, you said and it then is LeBron, rigged. Okay. Well, now yes, Scott, you one hundred percent. Scott, you thought that you said before that it wasn't Rick, so he got the wrong person. It wasn't Phil, Scott. You? Oh no, no, not me. All right, uh, we I'm one hundred percent um in favor of the Riggins. But right, as always, gotta, fellas, we... uh, keep doing y'all thing. Best no doubt. All right, Phil. In the world. No doubt. Nobody. All right, right y'all check right, out Tissue and Tape on the World Room Sports Podcast Network as well. WorldRoomSports.com. We holler at you, Phil. It's the real. Blooded. All right, yeah, we're gonna have to lightning round through the rest of this this stuff. Yeah, we never get done. No doubt. No doubt. So, Even so, we don't put that much stuff on it. Yeah, that was pretty so let me, Yeah, yeah. And plus let me give out a couple of more of these. You know, I'll give it out all at once. Um A B, you deserve one of these. Odell Beckham Jr. You probably Real quick, this date in sports history, <laughs> the greatest one we've done so far in the short time that we've done this. January 16th, 1981, boxer Leon Spinks is mugged. His assailants even took his gold teeth. That is the greatest this day in sports huh? history you probably will ever hear. 
Yo, come on. They like they roamy roamed him. Like, yo, give me the two fists. How they gonna take his teeth? What are you gonna do with? Especially gonna melt them down. I guess you try to melt it down. You didn't get that much bread for him. And if you've ever seen Leon Spinks, you would imagine that that tooth probably smelled so foul. Leon Spinks, yuck mouth ass tooth. Uh, yo, some people just that hard up for money, man. I guess oh. in 81, if you're getting robbed, we taking the toothest. We taking everything. So we like to give a war room salute to that historical moment because that, that is a very historical moment. Um Let's let's end this with some some quick NFL rap. We, we lightning round. Yo, that. NFL rap, NFL rap by Digital Extreme Technologies. If listen, unless you're doing OnlyFans, you need your own website, and that means you go to digitalextremetech.com or call two six seven two zero five four two zero three. Warm Sports Center to get the hookup. Now, man, talk talk about football real quick before we get out of here, man. We had a we had a lot of talk today about CTE or whatever, but um, you know, speaking that and talking about guys who are just walking away at an early age, Luke Keekley, who was seemingly on his way to fame, and some think he still will make the Hall of Fame, he retires wow. abruptly at the age of twenty eight. After eight seasons, away. yo, yeah, dude, tackling machine, man. Like you said, he was well yeah. on his way. Now, whether you know eight seasons will be enough to get him in there. Um, we don't know. A lot of people like to compare stuff to, you know, the old days, you know, like, well, in eight seasons, he did more than such and such, but we all know the game is judged differently. So that's not always a good comparison, but I will always hold steadfast that Joe Namath shouldn't be in, but that's the yeah. point. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. After eight seasons, and we do know that Luke Keekley had, uh, you know, he had a lot of issues with concussions. So for me, I'm hoping it's the former, but I'm, I fear it's the latter. The former is, like, I'm hoping he's doing it like, yo, I just know what I've been through before anything gets worse or for something else happens, I want to hang it up. But I hope it's not the latter. Like, yo, my head is pounding every day. You know what I'm saying? Something happened. Like, I hope that's not what's going on, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he uh, got an early release, early copy to Aaron Hernandez and was like, yo, or maybe he wanted to pull the, maybe he wanted to pull the oo-wop out himself. <laughs> man, Last know, boy scout. This, this is crazy, man. And the thing about it is, boy, Jim. Okay, it was a guy that played for the Niners who uh, quit after Patrick one Williams? season, but he oh, wasn't oh, a star oh, player. Oh, 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 he had a running back. Fullback. No, no, no. Yeah, but no. Your name Bolin quit. Quit after a great season. Whatever the boy's name, he quit after he quit after one year. And what I'm saying about it now is now you got guys who are stars in the league walking away. These aren't just like, you know, um, role players. You got Luke Kingley star. Luke, yo, first of all, shout out to Luke Karaoke, and uh, I had to give him a moment of silence because, quite frankly, man, next to Bobby Wagner. He is the best post Ray Lewis linebacker that I've seen. It's between him and it's between him and Bobby Wagner. Shout out to Navarro Bowman. Uh, shout out to him. But Luke, uh, Patrick Luke, Willis. and and Patrick Willis. But you know, he's soft. He left because of a toe. Um, Luke Karaoke oh. said, <laughs> "I no 
don't have cable TV because it would take me away from watching film. My man watched film for the first four seasons in the NFL, allegedly. Yo, man, he was dedicated to his craft, and there was no better coverage linebacker in the game. Shout out to my man, Derek Brooks. Um, but that's what makes it scary. You were right. Yeah, Borland, it, he was a linebacker. Um, he, he was in the, the Hernandez documentary. And Jim, I, I think, like, the way, like, his mannerisms, I think he might be hiding something, too. That's just what I got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke, Luke, I, I, think, I think it's the former, too, uh, Dev, because if you saw his retirement video, he openly said, I don't want to do this, and started crying. Yeah. Like, he, he yeah. was very emotional over it, man. Salute to, salute to him. Um, hopefully, you, you retain a semblance of your health and a normal mm-hmm. life. Um, or, or if you're unhealthy, you return to health. I don't know if there's a reversal for CTE. He made $64 million in salary, so he's okay. Um, I place him in the hall, but I'm openly, I, I will also admit that I'm a little biased because, as I said, him and Bobby Wagner were it for me at the linebacker position. I, that was a bad white boy, man. I don't, I don't know that there was a better linebacker. It, it's between him and Bobby. Man, he was tough. Man. Okay. He was tough. Man, well, salute to the dude, man. Um, you know, hope as well, man. Because, like I said, you got stars walking away now. Um, real quick though, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame class, man. There's some big names coming up in this Hall of Fame class. Bill Cowers in this Hall of Fame class. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, Cowboy coach is in here. Um, we talked earlier about uh, Drew That's Pearson awesome. not making it and him being a little salty. Paul Tagliabue. I said Steve Sable, yeah, NFL sure. Films, Paul Tagliabue. Legend. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, yeah. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, so congratulations to all the cats that made it. Um, for those Carol that didn't make it, you know, keep fighting. Got his problems. You know. <laughs> Donnie Shell. Yeah, I'm, I'm just reading off the notable names. It's a, it's a couple more people, but the average fan ain't going to know them. There's names. a couple pre World War One cats that we don't even know. So. Bunch of leather helmets walking around. No, um, shout out to that 2020 class. Man. Crazy legs yeah, hurt. She'll be awesome. Nice. Actually weak, Question. So we had two sets over this past weekend, right? One being even two with a number one seed. Everybody was ready to put them in the bowl, um, and you know, King Henry wasn't having it. Um, then you had the Texans who jumped up twenty to nothing, and then got fifty one points placed in on. So seven for the rest of the game. Twenty four nothing. So my yeah. thing is, who who is saltier? Who had a, who's saltier? The team that jumped up twenty nothing or the team that was the number one seed? Uh, twenty-one nothing. Uh, clear, clearly, twenty-one 20, 20, nothing. Twenty-four nothing. That, that, yeah, you 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 lost to Kansas City, uh, in that type of game. Uh, you have no pride, uh, as an NFL player when you allow someone to score uh, basketball numbers on you. You have no pride. Your coaching uh, sucks. There's so much that goes into that type of loss. Um, that that hurts. The Baltimore situation. I, I give it two two things. Lamar is an inexperienced, highly talented MVP level quarterback, 
He's inexperienced. He's a kid. You don't give a team like that three weeks off with the momentum that they had and expect them to show up the way that they needed to show up. I blame that solely on the three weeks that they had off. I don't Somebody think asked they, they, I think it was Tobias asking us when it happened. Like, do you think this is a bad thing for them to take this? Yeah, Tobias had this the rip. He was like, yo, yeah, he was he was like, this is a problem. He was the, crazy part is, the crazy part about Lamar, the game, Lamar, though. Lamar's too, young, Lamar's too young to have to even have his body heal. All but often, the crazy, the crazy part about the game is he didn't play terribly. He had a lot of mm-hmm. drops, um, but he, he, wasn't, he wasn't at his best. I've seen him play better than the course of the season. But he didn't play mm-hmm. terribly, but right, they definitely need help at wide receiver because some of those drops, I'm like, yo, you got to help a young guy. You can't be, mm-hmm. you know, dropping stuff when you got a young quarterback, too. But they're just throwing the Willie Snead for Christ's sakes. <laughs> oh, you know man. Like, yo, you throwing the Willie Snead, man. Only receiver. Yeah, I mean, Brewers being near the Baltimore area, I saw their fan base start to, you know, and I, I never have an issue with Baltimore being successful as long as it's not the team in Washington being successful. But their fan base has started to get a little bit annoying with this run, a little bit cocky. Um, so I'm not saying I'm happy that they lost anything, but I think, you know, the salty factor is definitely big there. But in any playoff game, you jump out to a 24 to nothing lead. And not yeah. only do they just come back, because we've seen comebacks. But like Jimmy said, you get, like, you're you're happy. Your fans are, they're sighing, yeah. sighs of relief being blown in the stadium, and you think it's over. You think you're going to the championship game. And you get 51 hung on you like they could not stop the shoot for the rest of the game. Yo, what's crazy? Where's your, no pride? It was like the, it was like the momentum. Where's your pride, the momentum. Where's your pride? Momentum is so, momentum is so crazy, right? Because when they had a 21 nothing lead and they had the ball, and it was fourth and like half a yard, everybody thought they were going to go for it. And he settled for the field goal to put him on 24 nothing, but he stopped being aggressive, which is what got him the lead, and started like playing not to lose. And there's no way he shouldn't have went for that. He he could Deshaun Watson could have just fell forward and got a half yard, and they might yeah. have went up, you know, twenty eight nothing. But that, that changed that, the game. Like you, that changed the game. You start that definitely. You, you start you start you know playing not to lose now. Now you're being all conservative and you know you calling you calling uh you know off tackles and all kinds of nonsense. But anyway, hey, man. the Dev, who you got to right before we go? A, a resting power shout out to to Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's dad, professional oh, yeah, wrestler. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah rest in power, man. But, Def, Def who you got to be in the order? You say which team you got to be in the order? Negro Team Championship team. You know, huh? Did he say Negro? I said, did you <laughs> yeah, say the yeah. Texans are more saltier? I think the Texans as a team is more saltier. I think the Baltimore fan base is saltier. <laughs> Yeah, that's because that's because that's because Texans. I don't even know who is a Texans fan, dog. Only Texans fan I know is Bun B. But uh, I told you, I got I got thrown into a, a Houston sports group for some reason, so I wouldn't know any either. But now I know like three thousand. They, yeah, they all like, they probably all really Cowboys fan. No <laughs> anyway, man. So this weekend we got Titans at Chiefs, Packers at Niners, man. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm going to yeah, go. We ain't with, giving no picks. Just watch the game. You know, yeah. yeah, let's not get no picture. Let's watch the game. Anyway, man, let's get out of here. Yo, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. 
to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. Shout out to everybody who tuned in. Shout out to um, you know, um, everybody who tunes in with us every week. We appreciate all the support we got as we make this journey. We're into our 500s, as you all know. Tune in next week live right here on demand. Recap everything happening in football, as well as basketball, and you know, leading up to the Super Bowl. God damn, the season went fast. So until then, enjoy your week. Enjoy. Everything you got going on, catch everything we do at our hub of warmsports.com. Get sports the book of sports the book.com or at the hub of warmsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against the Brits, and we'll see you next time. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.